Welcome back to Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. What a first week of finals. Can't wait to go through it with you. We'll start off with the first two games of this final series. Obviously, the Broncos and the Melbourne Storm and then the Panthers v. the Warriors. Uh, two big games of football. Scoreline for the first one I didn't expect, especially going up against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, the second game, we sort of expected this to happen, uh, especially without, obviously, Sean Johnson for the Warriors, who is out injured, hopefully back uh, this coming week. But we look into the future for this final series. It is exactly how we drew it up here at Big Lezzers League. Uh, let's have a look at the finals week two. So we obviously got the Melbourne Storm taking on the Sydney Roosters on your Friday night. And then on Saturday, we've got the Warriors taking on the Newcastle Knights. Both elimination games, two games, Cannot wait for these ones. They're going to be absolute nail biters, uh, especially the Knights v. the Warriors. I think that is going to be an absolute bloodbath, that one. A very close game I cannot wait for. Uh, but let's go through the games that were the Broncos v. the Melbourne Storm and then the Panthers v. the Warriors. And then in part two, we'll go through the Sharks and the Roosters and the Knights and the Raiders. But the Broncos v. the Melbourne Storm. Fuck, it was an eventful game. A very eventful game. We'll get through everything that happened. Well, not everything that happened, but all the big things that happened in this game. Uh, I mean, the first one we've got to talk about is Ryan Pappenhausen. How devastating. How devastating for Ryan Pappenhausen. He has worked so hard for 405 days to get back into this Melbourne Storm team. Finally gets a crack, goes really fucking well over the past, you know, two weeks that he was back. The third week that he was back, does his ankle, breaks his ankle. Uh, some said it was a compound injury. It did not look good on the field. You saw Adam J's reaction to that one. You saw Payne Haas's reaction to that one as well. You know, it wasn't good. It really wasn't. And yeah, as I said, really sorry for Ryan Pappenhausen because it is so devastating when you put in so much work to come back from a really long injury like that. I mean, his fucking patella was exploded. It was all over the shop. Uh, he did a lot of ligaments in his knee. I think he did his ACL and, and a lot of the other ligaments in his knee on top of that as well. It was a lengthy process. He had to do a lot of strength testing. There was a real stage where I know a lot of people that I know were getting news that he wasn't coming back at all, that he was going to medically retire, that he had given up. There was, you know, stages there on those strength tests where you had to get 100% and he kept getting 80, kept getting 80, then went back to this, down to 70, then it went to 80, then it went to 80 again. It was staying in limbo, uh, you know, finally got fit to come back. And yeah, I mean, so devastating as well. Uh, he's going to be out for three months and it's not the worst news you've ever heard either. I mean, you know, compared to what it could have been if it really was a compound fracture and if the bone actually did uh, come out of the skin, you know, how long he would have been out then, it would have been absolutely hectic. I mean, three months, I think, is so, so lucky for him. Um, obviously, I think he had the surgery already. I think he had the surgery the night of, if not the day after. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, really, really lucky for Ryan Pappenhausen, wishing him all the best, um, you know, going into the rest of the year, hopefully back for the preseason. Hopefully it is just a three-month turnaround. 
Uh, I say lucky because, you know, as I said, could have been a much, much longer turnaround again here for Ryan Pappenhausen. I guess he's just super lucky that it isn't a big fracture uh, that it you know, he's going to see him sitting out for a long, long time. Unlucky that he will be out for the rest of the final series, but, um, you know, I mean, you got to take your win somewhere. And, yeah, I think that's a little bit of a win, again, a big loss for the Melbourne Storm. You'd imagine that Nick Meany goes back to fullback and stays there for the rest of the final series. Do they beat the Roosters? Most probably. I mean, we've seen how many losses the uh, the Roosters do have, and we'll talk about that, obviously, when we go through the game um, for the Roosters. But, you know, I think that it is going to be a win for Melbourne against the Roosters. Luckily, I think it does give a chance for the Melbourne Storm to bring uh, Far Logo onto the bench if they want to go down that route. Uh, otherwise, Bronson Garlic for me, just comes straight back in and he plays that hooking role with Harry Grant that he's been playing for most of the year as well. Uh, there's a lot of ways that Melbourne can go about this. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. We really will. But, yeah, devastating stuff for Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, the fullback on the other side of the park, though, I thought that Reese Walsh was great in, in moments this game. Really, really talented footballer. He was probably one of the better fullbacks, um, you know, this weekend. He was outstanding. Paddy Carrigan through the middle as well. I mean, with you can notice the difference without these guys. Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan. You can really notice the difference with them in this side. They just had so much constant go forward. I mean, for Payne Haas, his opening 30-minute stint, 10 runs, 103 metres. Um, you know, he finished the night with 180 metres. He was an absolute workhorse here for the Brisbane Broncos. Um, and they were just so unlucky, the Melbourne Storm, with injury. Tom Eisenhuth left the field in the 35th minute, uh, obviously with the HIA passed it, but he did not look good for the, mo- for the most part of that game. Um, you know, there was a lot of other guys from Melbourne that went off, obviously Ryan Pappenhausen as well, but Young Tonamapia went off for a HIA at one stage. Um, you know, Trent Lorio and Marion Seve both left the field for HIAs inside the final 10 minutes. Um, so they lost those guys as well. There was a lot of a resh- There was a lot of reshuffle, sorry. Um, yeah, but it was just so unlucky for Melbourne. It was really not how they wanted the night to turn out. I mean, Xavier Coates nearly scored in the opening few minutes of the game, the opening 20 minutes of the game, I should say, and uh, obviously got denied by Adam Reynolds. Selwyn Cobbo, an awesome try saver there. Yeah, just so unlucky for the Melbourne Storm. Really unlucky. I think they do beat the Roosters. I just don't know if they win the game after that, whether that's against Brisbane again or if that's against Penrith. I don't see them winning those games. I really don't. Um, As for the Newcastle Knights going up against the Warriors, I think that Newcastle can beat the Warriors. I think the Warriors, uh, uh, sorry, the Newcastle Knights would then go on to versus the Broncos. So that's going to be an interesting one to sort of watch out. Um, As I said, I don't think the Melbourne Storm are going to make the grand final this year after that. I really don't. They got absolutely dominated by Brisbane. And even if they do make the grand final against Brisbane, I mean, we've just seen an absolute clinic here from Brisbane against Melbourne, so I don't think that Melbourne will be able to beat Brisbane in a grand final. I just I cannot see it. I cannot see it. So, oh yeah, as I said, I don't think they make it past week three of the finals. I really don't. Um, I think that next week they're going to have a win. I don't think they're going to win the week after. I think the Roosters will lose, obviously, without Marnie and Suwali. But again, we'll speak about that more at length when we do the Roosters um, review. We've already talked about it yesterday as well in a podcast um, that I put out about the Roosters' injuries, how the side might look going into this weekend. So if you want to listen to that, make sure you go back and have a listen. Uh, Just a bit of confirmation on that podcast as well. Obviously, I was talking about James Tedesco, how he could and could not be out. 
Um, I really am confident that he will be playing in that game. I'm actually more worried about Sam Walker with that tackle. Haven't heard anything from the judiciary as of yet, but we could be looking at a one-game ban. Drew Hutchison comes in. I think they're sorted anyway, again, and the back line as well. We'll talk about that more ad nauseum when we do the Roosters preview as well. I'm giving too much a little I'm giving too much away when I should be talking about the Broncos here because they put in a clinic. Spent the far past fucking forty, yeah, four minutes, sorry, talking about the fucking Roosters. Should be talking about uh, the Broncos and the Melbourne Storm. But, you know, there's not really much to talk about anyway. I mean, the Broncos were outstanding. They were really on song. Um yeah, it was just an, it was a masterclass pretty much. As I said, Payne Haas in the opening 30 minutes, 10 runs, 103 metres, finished the game with 180 metres. Uh, both bench forwards, Kenan Palacea, Kobe Hetherington, they run for had they had 33 runs uh, and 293 metres between them. Pat Carrigan, obviously returning from a foot injury for the Broncos, uh, 193 metres, 21 hit-ups and broke three, three, three tackles. Outstanding stuff. All the forwards were on song. Uh, I thought that Ezra Mim, Adam Reynolds looked outstanding. Adam Reynolds, his kicking game was great. Uh, Reese Walsh was the real standout for me. I thought that he was so, so silky, laying on a few awesome tries. Um, but yeah, and, and Melbourne were just really unlucky with injury in this one. Uh, a big moment in this game as well was obviously when Tyson Smoothie, he kicked the 40-20 uh, in the final minute of the game. I mean... Talk about shitting on the face of the Melbourne Storm. That was one way to do it, kicking a 40-20 at a dummy half when no one was expecting it. And you were just sort of, usually in games where players would just like slow down the play of the ball and whatnot, he kicks a 40-20 at a dummy half. So a bit cheeky there from Tyson Smoothie, an awesome moment for them. And uh, yeah, it was a big win in a big way for the Brisbane Broncos. A massive, massive, massive win. Uh, In terms of who topped each stat, obviously Josh King, 41 tackles and, you know, I don't blame him as well. Melbourne were doing most of the tackling here. They didn't have much possession, I don't think. Paddy Garrigan ran for 193 metres for the Brisbane Broncos. That's outstanding. Yeah, look, not much to talk about for this game. Smashing by the Broncos. Reese Walsh on song. Selwyn Cobo try was outstanding as well in the corner in the 73rd minute. Um, you know, Jordan Ricky, fuck, he's improved. Out of sight. Out of sight. There was a moment where he just wasn't playing as well either. And, and he's just... Over the past few weeks, I think he's been outstanding. I, th- I think he's really been good uh, on the edge there for Brisbane. Jordan Ricky, a really big improvement. Um, obviously, the centers are on song. Herbie Farnworth playing his last few games in a Brisbane Broncos jersey in style as well, looking very dangerous and silky with the with the ball as always. You know, things just weren't working out for Melbourne. They really weren't. And Brisbane's defense was outstanding as well. So credit to the Brisbane Broncos. Big win in a big way. Uh, let's move on to the next game before I start dribbling on too much about any other fucking top topic under the sun, rugby league related, which I have been doing a little bit in this podcast, getting a little bit off topic. But I will move on to the next one, Panthers v. the Warriors. Now, we knew this one wasn't going to be too competitive, obviously, since, you know, Sean Johnson was out for this side. He was out with injury, um, you know, should be back from that calf injury this week um, going up against the Newcastle Knights. I still don't think the Warriors win that game. I really don't. I think that the Newcastle Knights, you know, I think they need to improve after what they did against the Raiders. I think they really do. I think it's still going to be very tight, but I think the Knights improve out of sight after that game against the Raiders. I think that game against the Raiders was probably the worst they've played in this whole 10-game stint where they've been winning games. Yes, it's 10 in a row, but, you know, that was ugly and an ugly way to do it. Um, We'll talk about that more in part two. Um, Yeah, look, Panthers getting it done. Big win, 32-6. to Uh, The Warriors' defense, credit to them, 
the scoreline could have been much, much bigger than that. And obviously, it ran away a bit at the back end of the game. But uh, credit to the Warriors. Their defense, for the most part, you know, they, it was a big gap between dro- tries, between uh, the two Senega Taruva tries. Uh, 26th minute and then 62nd minute uh, was the gap between the tries there for the Panthers. So, uh, you know, you've got to give credit where credit is due. It was really, really solid defense um, from the New Zealand Warriors. Great kicking by Nathan Cleary, five from five. I mean, uh, you know, he's sort of been on and off with his kicking game over the past few weeks. I thought that that was one of his better kicking game performances in terms of his goal kicking and just in general in play as well. I thought that he was quite good, Nathan Cleary. Um, yeah, look, I mean, credit to the Warriors. Their defense was good for the most part, and obviously that big gap shows that uh, in terms of the gap between tries. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, the Penrith Panthers were on song. You got Dylan Edwards running for 223 meters here. Um, you know, Nathan Cleary just having an absolute clinic with the football in his hands, um, you know, running 194 metres, two line breaks, two line break assists, uh, try assists as well, uh, five tackle busts. He was great. Really, really solid stuff from Nathan Cleary. Uh, James Fisher-Harris as well, 135 metres in this game. Um, really, really solid. You know, Liam Martin, even on the edge, 115 metres. I think that's the most metres he's run all year. Just quietly could be very, very wrong, but I don't think I've seen his name uh, in terms of metres get, you know, above triple digits. So, uh, sorry, above uh, two digits. I think that it's been very, very uh, low in terms of his metres. He's usually more of the tackle bot. I don't know why it took that long to say that. But anyway, uh, Isaiah Yo running for 196 metres in this game as well, like, Really, really solid performances here from the Penrith Panthers. A lot of running. A lot of running, I'll tell you that for free. Jack Cogger, I think, looks much better in the six. I feel like he's gelling with Cleary a lot better, and he's playing a bit more of a structured sort of role as well in the 5'8 jersey, and I think it frees up Nathan Cleary to run a bit more as well. We saw a little bit of that against the Warriors, um, but other than that, I mean, uh, it's sort of the same here as what we said about the last game. You know, it was just an absolute flogging. There was not much the Warriors could have done, though. I mean, the difference is that the Melbourne Storm were full strength. Obviously, uh, the Warriors not being full strength either. Uh, But obviously, you know, having a key piece of the puzzle pulled out, things generally do seem to fall apart. I thought that Dylan Walker was okay with his ball playing. That denied try that he had was outstanding. That little nice play, recognizing a little bit of an error in the, the Penrith defense and, and you know really exploiting that. Obviously, the try was denied, but you know they had some decent moments, the Warriors, and uh, the defense, as I said, was outstanding. Torhu Harris, 56 tackles. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, Penrith were just too strong in the end, and they had some really, really stellar performances here through Isaiah Yo, Dylan Edwards, Nathan Cleary, uh, Brian Toe, 13 tackle bust as well. There were some really, really strong performances. It was a big win by Penrith in a big, big way, and there's not much else to say about it. One.